Shut up and sit down. Welcome, welcome, welcome. The Norwood Long Room has changed to the Beegs' show today with Lucas unavailable. We've got a special guest host with Jason. How are you, Jace? Very well, thank you, Sam. Very uh, very happy to be here, mates. Good to hear, mate. Good to hear. I thought um, the one thing our show was missing was a cripple. So, Absolutely, mate. Everyone's favourite cripple. Back of the club, I would have thought. Favourite. Debatable. Well, also most hated, probably because there's only one cripple. So, sort of feel both. Yeah, I, I reckon. Yeah. Probably also you feel that role of worst mid-wicket fielder of all time. Uh, yeah, but of all the people probably to bring up fielding, I would have thought, Biggs, given your performance on wow. Saturday. I mean, we can delve into that one uh, if you'd like. At least I turned up after uh, my poor fielding, which I'll be working on during the week, unlike our uh, normal host, Lucas, Lucas, who's gone missing. No one's actually heard from him. So. Yeah, he's gone missing very very last minute as well, so we got the got the call up today. If but, anyone uh, needs extra fielding, it's that bloke. Absolutely. Maybe he can go to one of the summer camps with uh, Sammy Story and do a bit of work. Yeah, but I, I like to think it's a positive change, me sort of jumping <laughs> in for Lucas, probably, you know, kind of replacing Willow with sort of an Elvis Presley type at a gig, I would have thought, so quite a step up. Depends on your taste in music. I'd personally go and see Willow. The Unsociables, great band. Yes, you, yep, very unsociable. So today, uh, got a pretty big show. We've got a very special guest with the junior president coming in, Brendan O'Reilly, better known as Skeet. Yes, very good to have Skeet along. Uh, so we'll get straight into results just so we can have a bit of extra time with Skeeter. So first team off the rank, I reckon, Jason, you can start. Yes, let's go for mate. So it looks like we had the uh, the girls or the women's team play over at uh, Burwood on Sunday. Is this, this the side the better cant plays in? Uh, yes, you're going to have to be more specific with better cant because there's well, a few of them. When there's, you're Zo- there's Zoe, me, there's so. Duncan. Yep. You've got another so this sister, was, don't you? This was Zoe, yeah. I've got another sister as well, there Tegan. So, yeah, she's probably got me covered in most things as well. But Not that's hard. right. Uh, yeah, Zoe was playing over there at Burwood and came back very red raw from the sun. So, she's uh, got a lot to learn there about crickets. Uh, maybe some poor parenting. Not uh, quite teaching her everything she needs. But <laughs> Norwood, nine for 153 with... Uh, Someone who's been in very good form all year so far. Ralphie made 71. Uh, and Burwood were short. They finished 7 for 144 with another uh, family name, Ash Barber, taking 3 for 27. So Family uh, just loves taking wickets, don't they? That's it. Uh, although Luke, a good zero for on Saturday, which we'll get to. And we'll get Josh to didn't do too much either. So Ash carrying the family name this weekend. All right, I'll do the first 11, seeing as I starred. Uh, yeah, that's a stretch, but yep. <laughs> so we took on Templeton in a pretty big game, which was the uh, battle for top place, although we, even if we had a loss, we still would have retained top. But uh, the boys, we batted first and made six for 208 with the skipper, Sam Story, making 66. Very courageous as well with a carrying an oh, injury. So Captain Gout. Yeah, Captain Gout. Captain Scatino of the Costa Concordia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then the we, we had Templeton... In, they were in a pretty good spot to start with, to be fair. Uh, yeah, flogging us. Yep. I think after nine overs, they were about 90 for none. Yep. So uh, then the big fellas stepped up. A. Baker taking three for 31. And Jace, do you want to read the next name, mate? Well, firstly, probably uh, Barbs with a nice run out to get out. De Silva and Sog actually uh, 
took the ball and uh, got out Lincoln Wong, which kind of changed the game. And then, yeah, look, the game was basically over. If there's ever been junk time, <laughs> wickets. Uh, so it was, three, was it, it was three for 23, and they were all bold, which was um, just swinging away, nipping back in. I haven't actually so. said who it was, but yeah, look, the, so it was, the it was king was of the, England, it was the beat. So we uh, managed to, with my last wicket, we managed to dismiss Templeton for 168. So a very solid win, which puts the boys two very games on top. Give us a flag now. Oh, Jason. Jason, Jason, Jason. Uh, you can fill us in the twos, mate. I'm not sure of their names yet. Yeah, so. look, we'll probably run through this one pretty quickly because, uh, look, they've been going very, very well, uh, the boys in the twos. Um, Mickey took a week off and came back from Hong Kong and it sort of felt a bit on Saturday. Did he come Saturday. back with any money? Just uh, not too sure. Probably probably not uh, would be my guess. But hashtag Mickey D tips. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Heathwood batted first. I think there were plenty of extras in this one for us. They made eight for 187. And these guys really are the mortal enemy because they've obviously tried to copy our branding. But the most sincere form of flattery is to imitate. So... Thank you very much, Heathwood. Jacko got three for 24, and we struggled our way to 140 all out uh, with Helmo. I think Dan got a few to begin with, but Helmo is really the one who sort of carried the innings and made that a respectable 140. Uh, he finished with 56 and was the last one out. Well done to Trace's husband there. Good work, man. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the third 11, which uh, our host played in and fielded extremely poorly. I think we have to go almost do a whole segment on just his fielding alone. Yeah, the the vacant host is that the vacant host. Yep. Maybe it's something to do with the chair. Maybe that's why I fielded badly. Maybe, mate. Uh, our third eleven took on Wonga Park down on the bottom ground at, at Mullum Mullum. Uh, the boys batted first, I believe. Correct. And made five for two thirty-two with Big Marshall Reed opening the batting. Promoted. <laughs> Unbelievable scenes laying down in the middle of the ground. I heard. Uh, I walked, pa- I walked <laughs> past the, most of that innings. It was walked on the past ground. the change rooms. It was two overs in, and it was. Bob's, get me a drink, get me a drink. <laughs> and then the six went over the fence and he laid down. <laughs> Amazing scenes. But, oh, uh, miracle. miracle. Scalzo, 61. And is that you, Skeeter, Brendan O'Reilly, with the 45? No. Wow. Got to find out who this B. O'Reilly B. is because he makes runs almost every week. Looks make runs very uh, regularly. Then Wonga Park was sent in to bat. They finished all out for 150 with B. Sampson. Is that Ben or Bruce? I think it's Bruce. Pretty confident that's Three Bruce, for mate. 33, yep. so plenty of fines there. A couple and of full toss wickets from what I hear as well. Oh, the silver one. fox. He won't be happy with that. A former guest, of course. <laughs> uh, and M. Scalzo, who we are trying to avoid bringing on as a guest because the show we don't want as an hour. Got three for three. Jeez, you and Scales together would be serious trouble. Probably I think he's, I think death, he's worse than me, to be death honest, Death of the mate. podcast. He that, is worse than me. Stuff, yeah. Uh, the fourth 11, I'll let you take that, Jace Templeton. Force, mate. They had a very good win. Uh, Templeton were bowled out for 128 with Seth Van Pelt. He took uh, four for 31, and I think he made a few runs as well in the morning. So pretty good day for Seth. And then we finished five for 130 with young Harry Shears again, making a really good score. 50 retired. Uh, yeah. Wouldn't be so sure about that one. And then the great man, the White Viv, 50, retired as well. Jeez, Templeton had a rough day, didn't they? Yeah, not a good day to be a Templeton person, that's for sure. The under-12 girls had round seven against St. Andrew's Blue, where the they were five... They batted first, Brownlow. They batted first five for 107, with R. Simpson making eight. I'm guessing there might have been a few extras. St. Andrew's then chased it down nine for two... Oh, one... 2-4, so with Barnsey making 2 for 10, and R. Simpson backing up her high score with 2 for 14. 
We then move on to the under-12 sixes. They had round 10 against Lilydale. They batted first four for 168 with Smith, 24 retired. Field, 31 retired. Lilydale, with their overs, made three for 59 with Alfield, one for nine. D Smith, one for four. And L. O'Brien, one for two. Jeez, I'll tell you what, those two are carrying the side, aren't they? I've had a good day, those those two. Yeah. Reminds me Absolutely. of me when I was a junior, mate. Uh, yeah, we'll just we'll just move on and move on from that one. <laughs> uh, so with the under twelve threes, uh, we played Heatherdale. Nord, we finished five for one seventy one um, with H Van Gastel twenty six not outs. I've got to quickly butt in, mate, and tell a story that uh, young Hugo is told this, me. Oh, this is Hugo. Yes, yes. My he bad. came to the senior cricket, the ones, the first eleven game, and he said, "I woke up in the middle of the night the other day, went to the bathroom and saw Dad's razor and thought I'm going to cut my hair." So he gave himself a nice little skin fade that Dad had to finish off for him. So, But I'll tell you what, it looks like pretty much the coolest haircut I've ever seen. That's a young man who's going to do some serious damage at uh, Orange Whip in his future, I would have thought. Oh, not that we encourage that kind of thing. No, we don't encourage that sort of behaviour on the podcast, of course. Definitely Just not. All, but continue all continue here. with the under-12 uh, The Yes, so we finished 5 for 171. Dale 8 for 156. Uh, with Parnas 1 for 6. So, yeah, a very good win for the boys. Uh, so, move on to the under-14 fives. We played Vermont as... Uh, the old enemy. The old, yes, as Bees likes to say. Uh, another win for all. Just keep keep on rolling through. The train keeps on Nine rolling. Nine for 167 uh, with Brown, 27. Kelly, 26. And then with the ball, Knight, 3 for 10. Very nice from Noah. So, yes, we go to the under-14 nice. ones, which is my side. Take we away, Beegs. We went up the road to North Ringwood, who were... Clearly on top, and clearly, from what I saw on the weekend, the best side. The boys batted week one and were dismissed for 192 with Jimmy Menzies, one of the only highlights of 42. Uh, I think there was a young B. O'Reilly hit 444 out. So hopefully, you can put a bit more in this week. Uh, the boys, North Ringwood, then went on to bat the day out and undown. They then finished six for 261 with Harvey Ir- Irvine. Three for 40, and really the only light in that side any, was pretty uh, poor Any strong messages from the coach after that one? Oh, I, don't, I don't really have to, mate. I've got a couple of the ugly parents, with uh, Skeeter being one of them. We'll talk to him about that later in the guest segment, but I don't have to give the kids too much discipline because mum and dad do it at home you're enough, gonna, I think. You're going to take any sort of responsibility for this performance as well because you seem quite keen to you know, take take the good and uh, claim, no, claim um, the good performances. The Dave Sherlock's side when they lose yeah, and they're my yeah. side when they win. Yeah, no, he seems to be the one I see at training anyway, so probably Shell's side, really, to be honest. <laughs> probably while we played so poor. Couldn't get to either training session this week. Uh, uh, go on, the boys have got a chance, though, on Wednesday night to knock North Ringwood off in a 2020 if we don't get heated out. Uh, the under 16 twos played East Ringwood up at Mullum, Mullum Reserve. Uh, East Ringwood were dismissed for 1 1 6 with Jesse Johnson. Two for ten, and my man Cam Clunes. This kid's going to be a star. That's yes, that's the young the young man who everyone's Clunes. infatuated with. He's the a, uh, he's very a Aussie Aussie young man. That lad. He uh, two for eleven. Then the boys this week batted nine for two ninety six. So they won that one pretty early on, I think. Yes. Uh, Jesse Johnson forty two and M Parker one hundred and one retired before he had to duck off to Premier cricket. Yeah, not bad for a, not a bad day fifteen year old. Is it? No, not bad at all. Uh, and that's it for the results, mate. So we're going to move on to a couple of social events. So we've got the Christmas party coming up this week at Nord. It starts at 6.30. It is $20 a family, I believe. Yep, yep. that's correct. 
So it's a pretty good spread, I think, too. Going on last junior night, so and the uh, yeah, big nice, fella, nice spit roast for the big uh, fella's dinner. tip to make an appearance. And by big fella, he I is. mean Skate. So hopefully he comes in, getting a pretty dirty look. But uh, no, the man in red is going to make a visit. So if mum and dad can um, help him out by organising a small gift for him, make his life a bit, little bit easier this time of year. Sits and the uh, the jumping cars will be up and firing. So I don't know. Is that confirmed? Uh, well, it's, it's confirmed. That's what I've well, I think heard. it's confirmed now. You've heard of your newsbreakers. I've just confirmed that uh, on the Beegs' show. On uh, yep. Uh, then we've got the major draw coming up in Feb. Which, if you still need tickets, come and see me first. I've still got a couple to give away, and then you can go and get them from somewhere else. You uh, can buy if you're off me. I've got about three spare left. So uh, three spare. Where well, line up? Well. Yeah, done well. Uh, we've also got the summer holiday cricket camp hosted by our own, very own assistant coach and first eleven captain Sam Story, and I'm sure a future guest. Um, I think I might head down to this one, do a bit of fielding work. Um, uh, take the I kids. Assume, take the kids. I obviously in the group. Yeah, and I'll be running it. Yep. Um, Sam, Sam could probably teach you a lot. Oh, he just just because you dive, mate, doesn't mean it's. A good fielding effort. But uh, Poison definitely will be there. I've already paid for him. Which is very generous of you. Very yeah. generous. So yeah. uh, we've Bunny got our sponsor, which is Prolific Stone International. They're an Australian-owned company and have operated in the business for 40 years with oh, sorry, with 40 years' experience. Uh, they specialise in custom importing and wholesale supply of natural stone products. And they're just a, they're a great sponsor. First year on board this year. They're, um, they've helped us out. We've already got a new mic for the podcast. So the Beegs' show's up and running and flying. They've obviously uh, given it to given it to the main man today and so uh, I've taken that one. Their website is, just give me a sec, it is www.prolificstone.com.au. Lloyd Jordan's also, if you want to get in contact, go through him and he'll give you the number. And Let's look after him. Sponsors Absolutely. are an integral part of the club and they are what pays my wage, clearly. I'm paid, obviously, uh, by fielding yes. efforts, so not a whole lot of money. I think I actually owe yeah, money. Yeah, they've really uh, blown out the uh, the old sponsor's budget on that one, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, in all seriousness, get around them. They are uh, the lifeblood of the club, the sponsors, so thank you very much to Prolific. So, we now bring ourselves to our guest segment, and this week we have got the junior president, former club cha- Is he former club champion? I think he is. Former club champion. He's wearing a nice bright orange shirt that's lighting up the room, obviously still in the tools. Brendan O'Reilly, how are you, mate? Very good, Samuel. How are you? It's just Sam, mate. Sorry, mate. I'll just get Sam. that right one day. Maybe one day. I'm not convinced that it is. I'm pretty sure Samuel. Pretty just sure we'll uh, just stick with Samuel on that one, mate. Wow, Jason, that's for you to say. So, Skeet, just want to start off, mate. Norwood, was it your first club? It was my first club, yes. First club. When did you start here? That would be, I think it was 78, 79. So, as, a, as an eight-year-old, getting down there, yes. Was that with your old brother? Um, yes, but Steve is actually 10 years older than me. So Steve's 10 years. Yes. So, he didn't play on his side, not I'm until not, guessing. not until we got into the uh, the senior side. Of the things. big boy so, stuff. Yes, yep. he was well and truly in the seniors at that at that stage, playing in some pretty good, you know, second and third 11 sides in the late 70s. But, uh, yeah, no, I wasn't quite uh, required at that particular stage in the seniors. Fair enough, as an eight-year-old. No. Bailey's probably already got you covered age-wise, doesn't he? Yeah, we, we actually age. had Cameron Parker in our side, so it wasn't really required to play in the I, I do, either. I do want to get on to the Parker family. <laughs> um, you obviously had Cam in your junior side. Yeah, uh, Best performance you saw from him? Um, so, oh, there's probably a few. We we actually got um, we got Croydon North there for 10 one day, and Cam had a fair bit to for do 10? with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
And um, but we we played at Moral Park one day. Uh, Cam managed to sneak himself two hundred in the under fourteens. Two hundred, yeah. And I put on about one hundred and thirty with him, and I got I got eleven of them. So <laughs> he was, yeah, he was. No, he was fairly good in his uh, in his day. Cam. So you've obviously seen Will as well. Who's better? <laughs> well, obviously different. One's a leggy, yes, one's a quick. But yes, um, yeah, both pretty talented cricketers. Both both very very talented cricketers. Um, that is a very good question. It is. One I just thought of. <laughs> yes. Uh, can I say Jeff? Yep, you can. Who's, who's the best <laughs> out of all three then? Oh, I think Jeff. I think Jeff was. He made he made a pretty big score in a junior final as well. He didn't made he? a three hundred and twenty-eight. That's in an just under fourteen. That's grand just final. cheating, really, isn't it? There's yep. a reason yes. we got the fifty ball, and it's yes. it's all on you, Jeff. Yes. Blame yes. sits with you. And um, yeah, he and Ashley Lawrence uh, put on about three hundred and forty for the first wicket <laughs> partnership, which or second wicket partnership. So imagine going to school, was it year nine or yeah, year, year, year eight, eight when they're on the or something? Like How'd that? you go on the yeah. weekend, guys? Oh well, yeah. I opened the bowling and yes, they put on three hundred and forty. Yes. I actually filled in for a game in the under four when I was still under twelve. I filled in the under fourteens, and Jeff brought up his fifty, and I. I was clapping and I sort of figured out pretty quickly I was the only person it's clapping. standard. And they just said, oh, we don't clap his 50s anymore. So, okay. <laughs> bit, of old, bit of the old short <laughs> Sorry. Are. My bad. Save the red wine for the hundreds. Yes. Um, I think Jason's got a question for you, mate. Well, yeah, just as a, as a follow-up to that one and very quickly shout out to Max Park as well. You're not too bad at cricket either. But uh, who's the best player that you've uh, played with, Drake and Skeet, either at your time at uh, Bayswater or at Norwood, would it be the Parkers or someone else? It's it is a hard one because obviously I eliminate the uh, John Kirby thing out of it with the yeah no yes, John Kirby's no John Kirby's because I never actually got to play uh, cricket with him and um continue, continue. yeah but oh, it's it is it is really really it is really tight you know amongst you guys like you know Downsy for starters and then you got Matty Johnson and uh, and Daryl Stranger as well and hopefully those two don't listen to this podcast because you know they'll be texting me shortly saying thanks but they they were amazing players and you know the the guys I went the guys that I got to play cricket with when I started playing in the first at Norwood were it was just phenomenal for to think I could actually be in the side with them you know like Sonny De Silva and Duncan and Bruce and you know all that sort of stuff it was awesome and then I had the opportunity to go to to Bayswater for a few years and you know, obviously playing with Jono and, and Dazza and then you have Johnny Solder and Matty Cunningham and that sort of stuff. It's, you know, I sort of sat there sometimes thinking, <laughs> what the hell am I doing here with these blokes? But, you know, you just do your role and, yeah, that's just the way you go. So I don't know if I answered it, but there's about five or six that are just... You've given us a few options, mate, yeah. Yeah, yeah some pretty, uh, pretty good be, creators. To be honest, pretty, hard to split. pretty vague question yeah. from the old guest host. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can ask a more specific one. I mean, I know we sort of tossed up the Parkers and who's better, but I think the question that really everyone wants to know from him, a man who played with both Duncan and Jason Kent, is who's a better cricketer? I mean, pretty obvious answer, but we'll, we'll see what's getting ready. I'm going Zoe. Yeah. No. Um, well, so th- well, Duncan definitely had your bowling. And fielding. And, and he probably had your fielding. And batting. And he probably had your batting, so... And I'm boring? Um... Well, Jason's yet to take that on, so... You, I've you, seen Jason. You never, you never he's, actually know. He's been know. crippled this year, so he's been helping out at training yeah. with a little bit of umpiring. Oh, okay. You never know where it might, it might take you, but... Hasn't learnt yeah. that the ball pitching outside leg is not out, yes. no matter what. Yes. If it hits the pad, it can't be out, mate. Mm. No matter what. Yes. So that, that funky little shot you played the other year, you know, that yeah. one that you tried to um, 
would do that reverse sweep or whatever it was, and then then you just did it straight to second slip. Yeah, you might want to remove that one. I reckon. I remember playing. I remember playing. Want to remove that? I remember playing. Was it? A, I think it was a final, and Jason's come off. He's made a pretty good sixty, ramped a shot and caught, and he's come off. I didn't realise they put a fielder there. It's like, Jace, mate, it's not like you've put us into a hole there. It's not my fault, mate. I mean, <laughs> I would have thought that a captain of the other team should tell you when they put a fielder at sort it? of yeah. fine, fine leg. Hey, mate, where yeah. are you planning to hit this one? I'll leave the field up. Yeah, absolutely. And just on Duncan very quickly, look, he may be a better cricketer, but does he have two best-ons on a cricket trip? Wouldn't have thought so. So I'll take that any day of the week. Going into cricket trip, Skeet, any interesting stories that uh, we can tell our audience or do we just completely skip that question? Nah, probably not. Just skip that one? Just Yeah, we'll leave that one. Fair shout. Slip that uh, one, go through to Hotching and uh, we'll move on. Last year, pretty important year for you. You got to play your first full season with Bailey as captain of the father-son side. How important was that to you to get a chance to do that? Yeah, that was it was fantastic, actually. Um, and, you know, we the first game first game we ever got to actually play together and we... So the first wicket was caught B. O'Reilly, bowled B. O'Reilly. That's pretty amazing, mate. And then and then we got to bat together as well, and we put on put on about 120 or something like that to, awesome. to get the boys over the line. So that was that was that was a really good. Um, Would they be some really, of your really good feeling? Some of your was, best memories on a cricket field? Oh yeah, for sure, 100 percent. Yeah, and then as we're all seeing now that my cricketing is um, spiraling out I of control in one particular direction and Bailey seems to be going in the other side. I do remember sitting in a committee meeting Mm. and the idea of floating a father-son side again went up and it was just, no guys, the boys have all passed us. (laughs) That is, that's very, very true. Yes, which is good to see. It is, it is really, really good to see all the boys are are going ahead and uh, leaps and bounds and um, yeah, but it was, it was fantastic and, but not even, not only to, you know, not only just Bales as well, but I've had a fair bit to do with you know the younger guys. Um, you know the younger guys like um, you know, say Jimmy Menzies and Benny Harwood and you know Jamie Walker and Seth and all that. And to have a season, you know, we you know we could play a bit of cricket with them and and obviously Archie Gibson and that sort of stuff as well. It was it was fantastic. I really really enjoyed it. Very nice, mate. Jason's got a question for you. Well, just very quickly as a follow up, uh, wondering how your nerves go now that you're uh, just watching as a dad. How you uh, how you go when Bailey's sort of bombed a couple over Long on and he's like moves to 40, mid-40s and he, and he tries to do it again as he's approaching 50. How do you, to, how do you go f- watching him? To follow on to that question, we had Bruce earlier in the year as a guest and he said the nerves he felt for when Matty and Benny and Matt played was more than himself. Is that something similar for you? Um, it, it is It is a bit early. Um, I'm not 100% sure if you've seen him bat, but he's fairly, I do every week, mate. I'm he's his coach. fairly aggressive and uh, he's, you know... I guess in the juniors, I've been trying to explain to him that he's going to get enough balls that, that he has to score off. He doesn't have to reinvent the wheel or anything like that. And out of his 50 balls, he's going to have plenty of opportunities to, uh, you know, to score plenty of runs. Yeah. Um, but then he's just got to figure out in the seniors that sometimes it probably doesn't matter how hard he hits it, a fielder, the seniors are going to they're going to catch, catch it. it. Where the under 14 boys might uh, do everything in their possibilities to jump out of the way of it. Um, yeah, the senior boys aren't going to do that, so he's got to figure that out pretty quick. Yeah, for sure. I think Jake's got another question for you, mate. 
Absolutely, mate. Um, just one thing that I um, always sort of noticed with you over the years is that you, you've always been very good at, um, you know, having good relationships with the opposition and having a drink with them after the game and you tend to know a lot of the players and, and clubmen there. Uh, how sort of important do you think that is sort of, you know, even in today's age to be able to develop those relationships? Um, and did you sort of consciously do that with the sort of club reputation in mind or was it just sort of a social thing for you? Yeah, I do think it's uh, extremely important. And but I guess when when I first started playing senior cricket, it was just what you did, you know. And and it, you know, there wasn't necessarily a set of rules that were put down or anything like that. It was just after the game, you put your bag back in your car and you went back in and had a couple of beers with the opposition. And you know, there'd be some opposition where you know you one might, or two beers turned you know, into ten. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you know, and and then, you know, Bruce and I would be looking for the back door of the joint because they seemed to have us locked in and we couldn't get out. And <laughs> Not that we were trying to force the issue too much, but, you know, get back to Nord at 11 o'clock some nights and we were the only ones in the car park because everyone else had gone home and left us. But, you know, it's it's just one of the... And that was and it was exactly the same thing when I went into the subbies. I, I didn't really know what to expect, but it was all exactly the same. And it was it didn't matter where you were if if you're playing down at Brighton or if you're playing at Werribee or whatever, you had your shower, you got changed, you put your you put your bags away, and you just went up and had a beer or two beers with the opposition. You know, it's not it's not a hard thing to do. You have a, you know, just have a bit of a chat to him. You get to know him a little bit. Then the next time, you know, you can say good day. And it's not all just about, you know, you know when you obviously when you're playing on the field, it's pretty full on. But as soon as you get off the field, and you know the clubs like Wonga Park and North Ringwood and all that sort of stuff, you know, we've got a massive hatred for them on the ground but off, off the, the field, ground yeah. and you know playing with all the guys you know like Darren Rowe and you know all those guys as I was growing up you know there's you know there'd be plenty of words said out in the field but as soon as you're off the field you know it was you know well done today and you know you just move on yeah well before we move on to part b of your career at the club as a junior president just want a couple of quick questions best player you played against um, probably fastest bowler or yeah so the best player I played against is probably in my top handful that I actually got to play with as well yep. and that's probably Downsy um, yeah he's he was just oh no god he was at a different level he's um, he took us apart in the grand final one day he only got 80 and 8 fast so he, he sort of went okay milestone avoidance yeah yeah he was he was okay that day, but we had many games where, you know, I can remember one game at Fentry Gully. He bowled. There was a massive wind blowing down the hill, and he had the the wind at his back, and it was it was a waste of time him <laughs> bowling at us because we just like, we were, we're, we're nowhere near it. So then he just swung around, and bowled into the breeze, and bowled these little, you know, dibbly dobbler sort of things. Still at 130k, probably. Yeah, and then we could just manage to nickel them, and he would have got five or six in that one, and. You know, he was he was just a fantastic player. But there's there's heaps and heaps of players that were, you know, fantastic players as of as I was coming through. So, um you've obviously won grand finals before. You've had uh, outright no. wins, all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. Greatest memory on a field. Okay. So other I, than playing with Bailey, of course. Yes. So I had I did have I did win back to back under fourteen grand finals and I thought here we go. How many am I going to knock off here? How many am I going to take down? And it was zero and six for me in the grand finals in as a senior, so that was really good. Um, but I guess my the two there's two finals that I always remember. When one was up at North Ringwood, 
and we got um, 285 on the first day and they got 284 chasing. And then we had one game against Wonturner South to get us in the grand final where Downsy got eight for an 80. And they got 249 on day one. And at one stage, we were nine for 149 with 20 overs to go with Matty Hickox and Jay Sanson batting. And, you know, pretty much everyone had left except us 11 players. And, yeah, the, about the second ball of the last over, Matty Hickox hit it over mid-off and we were running around singing, we are the champions. Would, be, would have been great to play with the great man, Jay Sampson. It was fantastic. My hero, yeah. that man. It was hard work, actually, because I did think he cheated a little bit and he actually only bowled four ball overs because I'm pretty sure on this. <laughs> and it seemed like, you know, you'd be bowling in tandem with him and it was like a minute break. And you think, oh, thanks, Jay. Thanks a lot for that, mate. That's great. Yeah, um, yeah well, can we just touch on that one very quickly, Beegs, with your uh, infatuation with Jay? You're really sort of modelling your behind-the-bar behaviour. Really quite quite well on Jay, I would he, have thought. He is the epitome of lone wolfism. It's something that I want to bring myself to become. Anyone that decides to eat their own dinner in a separate room to the rest of the club goes in my good it's books. It's the kind of man that you could get around, isn't oh, it? Yep. Just, I want to take everything of him and become it. He's, uh, well, he's you're here. certainly on the right path there, mate. Uh, cracking very few smiles, even after wickets. and yeah, Keep, keep doing what you're doing, mate. Mates only let you down, Jace. Mates only let you down. You are right about that, Samuel. Uh, now, Skeets, uh, Samuel Duke, Skeets. So obviously, you're sort of into the junior presidency and and that over the last well, fair few years. Now, I would have thought um, we touched on a few few of the guys before who have come through, like obviously Bailey and and Benny and Archie and and that group. What do you think have been sort of the main improvements that we've sort of been or that have been put in place as a club? to be able to get to the point where we're bringing these juniors through and watching them sort of come into the senior club, probably much more so than it was maybe 10, 15 years ago. Um, yeah, so it's my fifth year now, I think. Fifth year, something like that. But I think one of the things that one of the things that happened uh, at the very start when um, we were getting... So Bailey was only really young. Bailey's only five or six and just doing the Milo. We basically had... We had one year where we didn't, we still didn't have a junior side. We might, we, we might have had like an under 14s or 16s, which would be Natty Lester and Lukey Barber and all those boys. But it was, if we had any, it was probably only one, and that was it. But we had one one year where we went from one kid in Milo and we got to 35 kids the very next year. Um, and you think, oh god! So we sort of separated it out. That we had a bunch of kids that were eight and nine and then we had a heap of real younger ones so I took the the older sort of kids if you like and just basically did cricket training with them and just instead of you know hitting off the cones and all that sort of stuff we did so every Friday night we just did cricket practice and all the other younger kids went and did whatever they had to do and then I remember the the very very last night of that particular year um Steph Callow come down and he said oh, I see that the boys are coming along and um and next year you can have an under ten side, which we were, and then that that was the start of so Aussie came down. So Stefan and Aussie and Steph starting to look after the sides. Um, Jace Hewan come along as well, and then he was and Connor was playing with the boys, and then also I got a phone call from Cam Parker saying, "Oh, see, Norwood's got an under tens. So I'd really keen for the boys to come and play under tens at Norwood." Yeah, and 
you know, me, I'm thinking bloodlines and pedigree, and I'm thinking you know, Park, Parker out of Waitman. Let's get amongst it's got this. A little bit of the old far lap <laughs> sunline sort of thing about it, doesn't it? Exactly. But that, but that also not only did it help us just um, grab some numbers for those boys, but it also got us involved with another club in that um, they were all they were all basically involved with East Ringwood Footy Club. So then all of a sudden that sort of happens, and then we. We start getting a few other kids like uh, so Jared Thompson and Jack Nichols come down at the time, and then we got Sugar and that sort of stuff as well. So that developed that sort of side, as, and that side went through. And then Maxie came, you know, then it was Maxie's turn to start coming along, and then there was Gabe Lawson and Jesse Johnston and that sort of stuff with that sort of age group, and that sort of built that along, you know. And now Bailey and Benny Harwood and, and Archie, they're coming along with theirs. So it was, you know, just getting other people involved as well and getting them to to help out get us you know a bit of a chop out from another club which was great which was good because East Ring Cricket Club didn't really have many kids so they just come and play with us and um, yeah we sort of just yeah continued to to grow from there and it was it was good just to, and I guess I guess the one thing that we we did do is so we had Stefan and Cam basically coach that group almost all the way through. So all those kids were getting coached basically by cricketers. You know, they weren't getting coached by dads that just, you Pretty know. Pretty handy cricketers yeah, as exactly. well. Yeah, exactly. And they weren't they weren't just, um, you know, basically time clocks and that sort of stuff. It was, we had decent cricketers, you know, actually coaching those boys. And, and then as we've got through, we've had, you know, good cricket guys coaching the kids as they're coming through. And, you know, Lee, Lee was really good for us for two years. Um, he he worked he did some um, some really really good work for us and now also it's helping out with a few of the younger guys a few of the younger senior guys as in you know Beegs and Mutsy this year but you know Lukey Barber's done it and Luke's done well. Luke's done a hell of a lot of work yeah, and yes and it's it's been that's been one of the really good things for the kids to have that sort of involvement as well. Uh, the one thing you can see the so for the junior club and senior club to move forward, what's one thing you can see? Would help that. Oh, look, I think. Well, I think the one thing that we needed, we've had over the last four years, and that's Sean. Yeah, and he's he's been massive. You know, um, not only is he massive for all the senior players, but you know the the involvement that he's had with you know all the guys that have come through from Will Sugar, Aussie, you know, who are all playing Premier Premier Cricket, cricket now. yeah, um, and they've they've. The basic thing is when they've gone to train with the seniors, they've had a really good training base. So now they go to go and train at Premier Cricket, and it probably just ups the ante a little bit, or a fair bit, whatever you want. But they've got a good base. But yeah. they've got a good base, and and the, the you know when when they've trained for seniors, they've trained a certain way, and that's the only way they train. And yeah. when all of our boys that are coming through now, from the sixteen boys and then down to the under fourteen boys, if they train with the seniors, they train with a certain way. They've they've all got to be wearing their Norwood stuff. They've all got to be doing the right things. It's not just walk off and go whenever you want to go. If you're training, you you know you're training and you're doing it the right you're way. You're training to a high intensity. Yeah, they're yeah. learning how to play cricket and do all the things about cricket the right way. So in the future, what can you see us needing to do? Obviously, continue what Sean's brought to the club. Is there something you can see bridging the gap even more? Oh, I don't. I don't think so. Look, look. I think. I think we just have to keep at it and really making making the kids feel welcome and actually a part of the club. 
that's yep, for sure. that's that's the main thing. So if in three years time or whatever, you know, um, Sugar and Aussie go, oh, I've had enough. Well, I, I just want to go back and play. Well, then hopefully they go. Well, I'm going to go back and play at Norwood. Yeah, you know, they might do it when they're 28. Who who knows when it yeah, when it happens? Sure. You know, um, not a hundred percent sure about Will. He's got a few decisions he needs to make about. Well, when when yeah. Will's finished his Australian career, yeah, it'd be love. We'd love to have him back. Yeah, but. Yeah, was that the Australian career on on the halfback flank for for North Melbourne over the next fifteen wow. years as well? It's probably going to be uh, yeah. better for us if he plays footy. He's <laughs> got to get, uh, maybe be at North Melbourne if he goes a high draft pick. I would have thought. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's coming from Captain Hi- Captain High Draft Pick over here. Yeah, well, has been a little bit of <laughs> tanking. They've had a few over the last ten years. Just a few. Any Just of them worked? Uh, Murphy was okay. Yeah, White Frost boy yeah. makes sense. Old Crips goes all right too. Sammy Walsh, do you want, how long does this you, podcast go for? Can we turn a, into the, the Carlton Sycophant podcast? You're a fan of the Crip, aren't you? You cripple. <laughs> oh, absolutely, mate. Um, back to Skeeter, we have a pretty important question. We ask every guest and the answer of this question gets written down and goes in the archives of history of the club forever. Who is faster, Dave Sherlock or Bruce Sampson? And believe me, both of these guys want to win this. Yeah, it's it's... Strange because I've had I've heard all the podcasts and you are mates with both of these guys as well. Yeah, yeah, and I really don't. I really don't. No, I really no, don't. no, we don't want to fence it up. You know, you've got to give us an answer, mate. Because you know, really, is you know, is sixty eight point four really that much faster than sixty eight point three? Like, you're probably you know, a bit generous. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd be fair to say those guys going through a school zone would not be getting a ticket. Okay. Oh, well, what I can say is when when Dave was in his heyday, he actually bowled a fair bit faster than Bruce. But now... We're talking now, mate. Yeah, you don't oh, be offensive. I'm, I'm going to give it to Bruce. You're, gonna, you're the first to give it to Bruce. Yes. We're sitting at 3-1. Um, um, Skeet, thanks for coming in, mate. Really appreciate it. You're, um, the work you've done with the juniors is certainly... Turn the club around and given us a. You spoke about giving a base, but you've given us a base, a core to build from. So I think the club is going to be very much indebted to you, which we obviously gave you a bit of recognition last year with the life membership. But um, I don't think that even goes close to compensating you for the time and effort you've put in. So thanks for coming in, mate. Really appreciate it. Yeah. And also, if I can, just at the end, yeah, I'd mate, also like to thank. Because over the last few years, we've grown and grown and grown and grown. Yep. So I've sort of been able to do most of it myself or with a bit of help from Matty R- Matt Riley and that yep. sort of stuff. But now um, Brownlow and Sandra and, and Matty is actually improving his role or making his role you know, more extensive and that sort of stuff yep. as well now. And it's, it's fantastic because, you know, well, realistically, Bales has probably only got another two years of yeah. like, juniors Junior left. Cricket, yeah. And not actually realistically. He's actually got another couple of Yeah, age, age yeah. is something yeah, you can't tamper yeah. with, mate. I'm not sure he's going to get too many permits to sneak <laughs> back into the under-60s. <laughs> well, when, when you're yeah. averaging 60 in yeah. under-14s, yeah. yeah, it's pretty difficult. Yeah, so, but it's it's good to really really good and really really important that we get the involvement from now guys coming through under 10s and getting them involved and yep. getting them to be a part of it because then that's so you can move on to the senior committee a bit more full-time yeah i wouldn't have thought so <laughs> we'll just <laughs> see how we go now in all seriousness mate really do appreciate it the club appreciates it probably don't give you enough thanks as you tend to give you thanks and it gets a story about making 100 against warrenwood but no, we do appreciate very surprised it, I haven't snuck this in yet but uh. go on <laughs> no, no. we'll give you we'll give you got you've got 30 seconds mate no, no, it's all good mate. it's all good <laughs> but thanks mate um Jace that uh, Samuel. We've, we've got one more thing we've got to go through which is uh 
a quick audio snippet of Hugo Van Gestel, my man. He's going to give us a bit of an interview with his favourite player and... I reckon there might be someone in this room. There's probably a little bit of self indulgence, I would have thought, in this one, isn't there? Well, when you spend enough time with a kid and you improve him as a person and you're more of a life coach than a cricket coach, um, my name's bound to come up. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Just to give all the listeners a bit of an insight. So I've got a list of questions at the start of today. Uh, We're supposed to be interviewing Skeet, and literally nine of the ten were all about Beegs and all about his three wickets on the weekend. So, look, we had to do a bit of rehashing through the day. but You've uh, got to give the people what they want, Jase. Yes. (laughs) So we're going to insert the audio right now, and then we'll come back to wrap up. Hi, everyone. I'm here with uh, Hugo Van Gestel. Hey, Hugo. Hello. Now, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. What team do you play in? 12 threes. And are you a batter or a bowler? Batsman. Do you keep it all? Yeah. Uh, now, uh, what's your nickname? Hughes, Hugger, and, and all that, and all of them nicknames. Now, do you follow the Big Bash? Do you like one of the teams there? Yeah, Renegades. And who's your favourite player? Do you have a favourite player for the Renegades? Yep, Sam Harper. Good one. What about a favourite player at Norwood? Do you have a favourite player yep. here? Sam Beagley and Sam Story. Sam Beagley. Not sure about that. Sam Story, I understand, but Sam Beegs, I'm sure he'll be happy to hear that though, that someone likes him. Now, uh, how long have you been playing cricket for? Uh, four years, is my fourth year. Uh, do you have a, a favourite moment playing cricket? Yeah, getting a straight drive in the semi final. What, what year was that? Uh, last year, 2018. Very good, mate. Okay, now, uh, which school do you go to? Kalinda Primary School. And do you like it? Yeah, it's fun. Do you do... Are you a good student? Yeah. Okay. Very good. And uh, do you play any other sports? Uh, golf and soccer. Nice one. Very good. All right. Thanks, Hugo, for joining us today. It's all right. And excuse me as I've just come back from vomiting, but uh, <laughs> that was uh, some of the worst listening you will ever hear, I would have thought. Oh, I wouldn't put it that moment. He's a great kid and obviously pretty switched on and... <laughs> He's got a, just got a very poor taste in uh, role his, models. His future outlook, outlook looks amazing. Uh, yes. Yep. Can't wait till he's sitting in a room eating dinner on his own at yep. uh, 25. There's going to be three rooms, one for Jay, one for me, and one for Hugo. <laughs> uh, just want to thank you, Jace, for coming in. You stepped up and I did have to carry you a little bit, but... Absolutely, mate. I carry, no. I carry poison a lot more. Yes. Right. No, it's been a, been a pleasure to be here. Thank you very much for, for having me, guys. I'll be... Uh, more than happy to come back any time when uh, Poison deserts the ship and, uh, yeah, Captain, help you boys out. Captain Scatino of the Costa leading, Concordia. Leading from the front. He's, he's jumped off. But thanks, guys. Uh, this will be our last episode before Christmas. So if you've got any requests for guests, hit Poison and I up. Thanks, guys. Merry Christmas, guys.